Once again, here at Defining the Dash, we, today we are continuing on with our um, series, I guess you would say, on stewardship um, and being a good steward. Uh, we talked about finances, we talked about budget and saving money, and uh, so today we want to get back into a few more items that uh, we feel like it's important for us to be good stewards of, and um so, Brother Mark, when we say we're to be stewards of Christ and we are to be good stewards of what he has given us. Now, I know growing up you would hear of an airline steward and a stewardess, you right. know, but what what does it mean to be a good steward? What, do, what does that mean? So, according to Webster, Webster Dictionary, I think it's 1828 Dictionary, defines steward as steward was it says that they were then originally a chamberlain or a butler and so what a steward was the first definition of a steward was a man that was employed in great families to manage domestic concerns superintend the other servants collect the rents or income keep the accounts etc um, and so it looks like uh, a steward was someone that had a certain degree of responsibility uh, in their job, if you will, or in their career, mm -hmm. um, or in their family affairs um, to oversee different things, such as rents or income or keep the accounts. Um, and the Bible talks about stewardship um, in 1 Corinthians about keeping accounts, it says that it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. A man be found faithful in various accounts mm -hmm. is kind of what that's pointing towards. And so faithful uh, in, uh, in, in that line of work, keeping the accounts. Yes. And so, um, you know, some of those things like you're talking about would, of course, be the, you know, in, in their finances, your income is something that is a gift of God. Right. Um, and, of course, if you've got an income, then obviously you have a job or, or something of that. So, right. So we can tie those together as um, our, our job or our income would be a gift from God or, or something that God gives that responsibility to us to mm -hmm. take that and to care for it. Right. Um, we are to be a, a good steward of that. Uh, you know, when God created... Um, when God create made creation, made, created the world and created man, Adam was to be over the garden and to take care of that garden. Right. And so, you know, we would be here. I feel like it, it is our responsibility to take care of our homes. Well, sure. Our, our land, you know, uh, the, you know, I know man can't necessarily, you know, one man especially can't take care of the whole earth. But, you know, I think... You know, as the Boy Scouts say, leave no trace. We don't need to go around trashing it up right, uh, and destroying it just because. Right. Uh, I think God gives us the wisdom to know what to do and not to do in that regard. And and we need to, to take care of what he has given us. And um, 
What else you got to add on that, brother? Well, you was talking about uh, a few different things there, you know, even just outside of money. And one of the definitions was is that the steward was one uh, that managed domestic concerns. Oh, yeah. And so domestic concerns, what domestic means is things that belong to a house or a home. Yes. Pertaining to a residence, to a family, uh, domestic duties, affairs, happiness, worship. Um, and so it, it's got more to do than just money. It's got to do what you're just talking about there. It's actually the first definition is managing. The steward manages domestic concerns. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that, if we can manage to be good stewards of our home, mm-hmm. then we would be doing good. Sure. <laughs> because that's not just talking about the care of your house. Like keeping the grass cut. Uh, yeah, or or keeping the vinyl siding washed down, or you know, and <laughs> but that's all. That's talking about the affairs of that home, mm-hmm. what take the happiness of that home, the godliness in that home, the uh, you know raising your children right. You know, children are a gift from God. They are something that He entrusts to us to raise. Um, you know, they were his first. Right. He gave them to us, but for a while, and then they are to go back. Right. And so it's a responsibility on us to raise them right to where they can go back to him. And um, uh, so that that is a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so uh, stewardship is not for the weak. Sure. If you really think about it. It's interesting that the Bible says that it is required in stewards that a man... Mm-hmm. a man be found faithful. And so, you know, it's not talking about, you know, I need to be careful here. Um, <laughs> a man, uh, really, let's just go back to the word, that a man I, be found faithful. <laughs> you know, it's, it's got more I got quiet because I was waiting to see how <laughs> far over the waterfall you went, bro. <laughs> it's got more to do with chromosomes. You know what I mean? That a, that a, that a man be found faithful. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No animals. No animals. Right. <laughs> I'll teach Sunday school class on that about being a man, a man being found faithful. <laughs> uh, anyway, go ahead. Sometimes just to, I'm going to sit closer to the door of your Sunday school class. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I know. Saw the boys set close to the door, man. They're ready to get out of there. As as they can. At least they're on the inside of the door, uh, not on the outside. Good point. Good point. <laughs> but uh, but yes, we are to be good stewards of whatever God has given us. Now, I never did like to loan something to somebody, and or give them a gift that I made myself or that I had used my money to get and take the time and the effort to give this to someone that I thought would really like it or really needed it. And then they either shrug it off, throw it away or mistreat it. Mm -hmm. That would always really bother me. So I wonder sometimes if we could really think, okay, if God sees how I'm doing with my finances, mm-hmm. if God sees how I'm managing my home, how I'm doing, you know, my home, uh, he gave me these things. 
if he sees how I'm raising my kids, right, is that found pleasing in his sight? Would he be pleased with that? Or would he be frustrated like I am if, if, if I give somebody something and they, you know, right in my face, just throw it to the side, you know? Right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, you know, he gave those to us. It was our responsibility to take care of them. So I, if, I think if we started looking at things in a, a little bit closer way of how God would see them, then I think it would change change the way we treated these things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're talking about, you know, uh, things that God's given us. And I, I love definitions, Brother Chad. Oh, yeah. I, li- I, like, I like to know what I'm talking about. God I don't do that very often. Obviously, that's <laughs> my wife. But um, belonging to the house, I can't get away from this 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 term domestic uh, sure. talking about stewardship belonging to the house and down here Webster talks about domestic life so home life mm-hmm. being stewards of home life being responsible for your home life right um, a lot of times homes are a wreck home lives are a wreck because someone wasn't a faithful steward yes to their home life a lot of homes that are raised without fathers yeah you know that that father was not a faithful steward yeah uh, a lot of marriages really and I'm not you know don't I'm not trying to beat anybody up by any means trying to encourage us you know right. and maybe point us in the right direction a lot of marriages are on the rocks uh, maybe even today maybe even some of our listeners uh, because how easy is it to become less than a faithful steward of that home, that marriage life. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, domestic duties, uh, you know, talking about being faithful or domestic duties, home duties. Right. Know? Um, I probably can't let my grass get too high without Jen mowing it. And right. so I try not to do that, but she's, she's a better mower than I am really, you know, <laughs> truth be told, but, uh, domestic duties, domestic affairs. Also was, I thought was interesting about this is, Something here that's got to do with the stewardship, it addresses domestic contentions. Domestic meaning belong to the house. It addresses home contentions. Now, usually when we think about home life, right? one of the things we don't think about in the all-American family, the house sets up on the hill, you got the white picket fence, you got oh, yeah. the apple tree in the front yard, you got oh, a little yeah. puppy dog running around, you yes. know, all that cool stuff that I don't have. But, you know. <laughs> but anyway, well, I got an apple tree. But anyway, a little baby at <laughs> miniature apple tree I'm trying to grow. But, um, but a lot of times we don't think about the contentions part. Right. You know, we think about happiness. But really, if you get two people in a room for too long, mm-hmm. too long sometimes maybe more than five minutes, there are, there are two different individuals. And so you're going to see things different. You're going to have some contention. Tribute and to so COVID again. <laughs> you've, got, you've got to be faithful to stand your side in your contention. No, I'm just kidding. No, you got, you got to be faithful to address those contentions and address right. it appropriately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but a couple more things I'll add on let you let you, let you go on. But another thing is, is domestic happiness. Family mm-hmm. yeah. happiness. And, man, what a difference a day makes when you've got kids running around and they are happy. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. When you see the smile on their face and they're just happy, and I tell you, some of you parents out there, you know, we just came through Christmas, 
And you might be all, you know, bothered that you just bought the kids a big old Xbox machine or, you know, spent a lot of money on a Christmas gift and they played with it for two or three days and you, they just ain't happy anymore. I tell you what you do. You go to the Walmarts. You go to the back of the Walmarts and you say, or the dollar store, and say, do you have a big cardboard box? <laughs> <laughs> Those boxes. Those boxes yes. will make your kids happy again. Uh, but I will tell you one thing we did, we did this that you just made me think of uh, Christmas this year. One of the gifts that we got one of my, uh, I think well, actually it was my youngest son, was a little singing machine. It had two microphones with it. Mm-hmm. Little, and um, we was like, well, you know, him and maybe you know my, one of my daughters there, as you know, would like that. You know, they well, I can't remember if it was Christmas night after they opened gifts or if it was the the next day. Uh, I had to have some, you know, procedures done, medical procedures there the day after Christmas, so I didn't get to spend time with a lot of my family during Christmas because, you know, visiting loved ones, and I couldn't be around anybody that had been sick or anything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, there was a couple of days at Christmas I was kind of by myself. And so that night then when they got home, uh, I, had, I had all four of my kids home. Uh, and before we knew it, we got to hear all four of them in there singing together with that singing machine. Oh, that's awesome. And they were just laughing and giggling and having a time. And and it was like the most awesome music yeah. that you could hear. So it's like music to your ears. Yeah, just, I mean, it, it was it was a gift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was, and I was like, of all the gifts that we got them for Christmas. Yeah. That was not the one I expected them all to flock to, you know, to, and, uh, but it was just, especially after being alone on Christmas and stuff, it was like, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, it was, I, me and my wife, we would just look at each other and smile just, and we'd go, listen, listen to that, you know, just right. hearing the laughter of those kids, man, it was just, it was, it was a, it was a Christmas gift in itself. That's awesome, man. It, it was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the, the last little thing here that uh, Webster has for us in defining domestic as uh, belonging to the house, I think it's interesting that he also mentions domestic worship. Yes. Now, I know that's 1828. You know, that's almost 200 years ago, right? Yeah, but how much more important even is it yeah. now? Domestic worship. Yes. And I tell you, probably one of the, one of the best memories I have of... Uh, of 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 foster son we used to have, um, man he was he's he's probably about seven seven years old and uh, we was in church and I don't even know what I think he even napped on the way to church he probably wouldn't even listen to Odyssey you know I mean he was probably out <laughs> but we get to church and it was one of the last one of the last services we had there man the music was up there cranking you know that kind of thing man I looked at that old guy man he's standing up there he's shaking his leg. You know, yeah. go, dance a little, almost like dance a little jig, man, yes. in the middle of church. I thought, you know what, little, little seven-year-old boy, man, you know, maybe that's worship. Yeah. You know what I mean? But talking about family worship and stuff, man, and, and attending church and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, but those, those all that goes along with stewardship. All those got to do with stewardship, yeah. things that, that belongs to somebody's house. And let, let me stretch that word a little bit broader. If we think of another term that we hear domestic with all the time, mm-hmm. it's in regards to our nation. Mm-hmm. When you hear of a domestic terrorist, sure, that that's a a, a terrorist inside this nation, right? It, it's not necessarily terrorist. from across the seas. You know, it, it's 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 in your home territory, right? 
And so I think even domestic, we have a responsibility to our country. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and I'm going to venture a little bit farther to say, you know, this year's 2024 is going to be crucial mm-hmm. in presidential elections and things of that nature. And we need to be, it is our responsibility to pray and to vote. Absolutely. Um, and so uh, I just wanted to... Yeah. Stretch that word just a little bit broader there. I've had that on my mind today, and I'm like, how am I going to work that into the podcast tonight? And boom. There it is. It fit. <laughs> well, you know, and you, you're thinking along the same lines as Webster. Yeah. Webster says, domestics pertains to a nation considered as a family or to one's own country. Oh. Not foreign. Yes. Go Webster. Yeah, Go absolutely. Webster. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> 200 years later. Yeah, I'm 200 years late. (laughs) Happy uh, birthday. (laughs) But I'm usually late anyway, so it's okay. A lot of good men and women died, Brother Chad, so we could have the opportunity to vote. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just for us to have the privileges we have. Yeah. And and a lot of people will say, well, my vote don't count. No, I mean, maybe it won't. Maybe you may not be the deciding vote. Right. But maybe your vote will cancel somebody that. Well, sure. Yeah. You know, it depends on which, which depends on which political affiliation you are. Your vote might count for two. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yeah, so. we better be careful. Ba- ba- back to stewardship. <laughs> <laughs> it is our responsibility to get on to another topic. <laughs> oh man, we're t- we're probably tearing this up. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, you know, when, uh, when I was a, a, a child and my, my parents bought me something, you know, it, it was always my responsibility to take care of that. Yeah. And, um, so I mean, I, I really do believe that's how, that's how God looks at it too. Sure. I think, I think he says, you know. I've gave you a good home. I've gave you a home. Mm-hmm. I gave you a vehicle. I gave you a job. I've provided a roof over your head. I've provided food for your table. Right. I've provided a, a, an income for you. Right. You know what you do with that. You know how you care for that. You know you 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 need to to do that as a. I, I think it's going to be almost like a sign of worship to him. Oh, absolutely. Now, I'm not saying worship the home or worship the vehicle or worship your job. But if you do each of those the best that you can, then I think that's going to be a sign of worship to him, a sign of thankfulness to him. Well, sure. Well, even if you go back in the book of Genesis, Brother Chad, uh, chapter number two, one of the, the first signs of worship in the Bible was right here when the Bible says, And the Lord God took the man... Mm-hmm. And put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Mm-hmm. One, of course, one of one of man's main reasons to be in this in this world was to you know to glorify God and to uh, you know do the Lord's will. Uh, and one of the first assignments that God gave a man was in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it was to work yeah. and to take care of what God had provided him. Might have been the first lawn mowing job. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he better win it. That's all I gotta say. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how how he did it, but yeah. 
But that, uh, that was one of the first jobs. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to separate good hard work of taking care of what God has blessed you with uh, from worship. Yes, you can't sir. separate them. You can't. No. You can't separate them. As a, uh, I mean, when I, when I was talking a while ago about having those medical procedures, uh, the day after Christmas, one of the nurses at the hospital I was talking to, and um, she said, you know, I can usually tell. Uh, when I went in there that day, I mean, God had helped me. I wasn't nervous. Mm-hmm. And um, then when I got in there, the nurse I had, man, she openly talked about God to me, with me. And I got to talk with her about God and, and, and how we believed on things. And it, and it was awesome, man. It, it was it was great. And and she told me, she said, I can usually tell when people come in here if they know him or not. Oh, yeah? And, and you know, that's one of the ways, the reason I brought that up is that's one of the ways that people are going to know if we know him and if we love him mm-hmm. is how we treat the things we're given. Sure. How we, you know, carry ourselves, how we... You know, if we seem like somebody that's thankful, right? You know, um, they're going to be able to tell, really, if we're a Christian or not from those things because it is a, a type of worship, I believe. Sure. Um, and uh, so that that's another reason why it is so important to to do that. Yeah. You know, he's talking about uh, taking care of things, and it might just be because I had a long day at work and I'm not thinking about anything else right now other than sleep. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but you was talking about that and talking about taking care of things. And I don't know. This probably wasn't divine inspiration. Probably not. But it's something that did come to my mind was the buggy at the Walmarts. Hmm. You know, it's been more than one time this comes to my mind. Come out of the old Walmart. I like to say the Walmarts, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm kind of redneck like that. But, you know. <laughs> but uh, come out of the Walmarts. Mm-hmm. And I've got my buggy of stuff. Sure. And I load my stuff up, open up the back of the van, put it in the back of the van. What I do when I close the truck of the van tells me a lot about myself and my character. What I do with the buggy. You know, That's a good point. You know, he's, talk, he's talking about, you know, taking care of things that we've been given. You know, and nobody gave me the buggy. They just let me use the buggy. You know what right. I'm saying? And so... Uh, I've never asked for a buggy, you know, take home, but you know, I feel like I, you know, maybe I bought enough money it, yeah. to use one, you know, around the yard, push it around the yard. But, uh, you know, just taking things, care of things that you got, man, you know, you got this buggy, they, the Walmart let you, well, you are paid for it when you're what you bought probably. But, you know, you got this buggy to use when you load the stuff in your van, do you take care of the buggy? Are you a good steward of the buggy? That's a great thought. That's a great thought. Yeah. I try to be a good steward, buddy, but, you know, something to think about. That might be a good title for this episode, Brother Mark. I like it. Yeah. Is the Are buggy, you a steward of the buggy? Is the buggy bugging you? <laughs> 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 yeah. But that tells, that tells a lot about a man's character. It's, yeah. a, it's, a mess, it's a domestic concern. It's got to do with stewardship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if you leave the buggy beside the vehicle where you parked at, then I would look at some things in your life. You know, but if you're, if you're willing to walk 50 feet and put the buggy up, that tells me a lot about a man's character. You immediately got me going back now thinking, what have I been doing with the buggy? <laughs> <laughs> Take that. If I didn't get anybody else out in the radio land, I got Chad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, there was a situation the other day, Brother Mark, I have to confess. <laughs> well, you, you just had surgery. Yeah. You're a little different. You're parking in the handicap spot. 
<laughs> we can look over you. Uh, we can look over you. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. But that is a that is a great thing, you know. And and some of these places now, and it, it frustrated me so bad uh, when it first started happening. But now I'm like, I can see some wisdom in that. Mm-hmm. Is when when you had to put the little coin in to the buggy thing to get a buggy out. Yep. And oh, because it was locked together. Huh. And then the only way you got your quarterback or was to bring the buggy back. Yep. And at the time, I'm like, that is stupid. I'm just going to carry my items, you know. Yeah. But then I'm like, that's actually brilliant because they don't have to have people go out all over the parking lot and get the buggies now. Because, Absolutely. Because everybody's just Because everybody brings them back Start because working. they want their quarterback. Yeah. You know, I was like, that's a, that's a brilliant. Well, when you said that, I was like, that's a brilliant idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But stewardship, Brother Chad, very, very important. It is. Very important. It is. And, you know, that goes to your church as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God puts us in a in a church family. It, it, it's his house, but he puts us in that family. And so uh, there are ways that we contribute to the happiness or the contention and mm-hmm. the worship that goes on in that house as well. Sure. And so... Um, you know, this year, more than ever, let's make it our goal to be faithful to the house of God, to support our church family, uh, and to bring as much unity in, in the church as we can. Uh, the devil is already trying to bring as much division as he can, but, uh, but let's, let's try to unite the church. Right. And, um, I heard of a church the other day that had, um, had been having a lot of trouble and stuff and, and some I'm trying to be careful on how I say some of this stuff, but uh they had a, a wonderful service the other night and it was just they said it was the uh some people there said it was the first time in a long time that they had just felt a happiness and a, a move of God like they felt that night. And it's awesome. And you know, I, I just uh you know you know, we need it. Sure. Uh, and so uh, let's be, you know, I know it seems like a lot saying, okay, now you got to take care of your job. You got to take care of your home. You got to take care of your family. You got to take care of your kids. You got to take care of this, 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 and the list goes on. But, but you know, our church is, is super, super important. I mean, that, that, that's really even a priority above our home is our church house, our church. Mm-hmm. And when I say our church, I'm not just talking about the building. Naturally, we need to take care of that building and not mistreat that building, and we need to keep it up, and we need to to take care of it. But uh, in talking about building your church, helping others to come into the church, um, praying for your church, giving your tithes and offerings, uh, being there when the doors are open, you know, that list goes on. You know, helping cook and and clean and, and if, you know, whatever needs to be done, all those things. Um, you know, we need to take care of it. Absolutely. You know, he's talking about uh, contingents uh, in churches and such. And, uh, you know, I would I would like to challenge our listeners regarding contention, not to be contentious. Let me, <laughs> let me clarify that out of gate. Yeah. But, <laughs> but my challenge would be, Brother Chad, is uh, to be a peacemaker. Oh, yes. To be a peacemaker. Uh, 
there's a blessing along with being a peacemaker. You know, according to the Bible, the Bible's mm-hmm. right. You know, and I believe it is. But blessed are the peacemakers. And um, there's something to be said about a man or a woman that can walk into a room. And you know how you go into a room, you just get this feel that somebody's about to stab somebody. Well, maybe not. Maybe maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. not. Maybe not. Maybe that was just a dream I had. I don't know. But, but you go into the room and, you know, tensions are high. And, you know, somebody's... We do somebody's, prison ministry. Yeah. So, yeah we, <laughs> exactly. I might just be at the prison. <laughs> There's been a time or two that yeah. we thought that was going to happen. Oh, yeah. So, you know the feel. Yeah. You know the feel. You know. And some of our listeners might be in for it. I don't know. But, you know, you walk into a room and, and the tensions are high, man. Blood pressure is high. Heart rates are high. People's faces are red. But there's something about the man or the woman that walk into that room and just kind of put it at ease. Put it at ease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just kind of, just kind of fizzle out the flame. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Find some common ground on both sides, you know, some kind of dad joke. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And just bring people together and dissolve the contention. Yes. You're talking you're talking about you're talking about blessing. And really it don't it don't really matter what your denomination is. You know what I'm saying? Uh you know, you, it don't matter what denomination you are, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, where you're from, you know, that what what a blessing it is to just be able to go to church or even even a, a social gathering around a lot of different people from different denominations and just be the guy or the girl in the middle that just kind of brings everybody together and and uh, fizzles out some of, the, some of that kind of unnecessary um, stuff. That's a great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even, you know, denominations aside, like you said, a lot of times there's so much contention, even when you're getting together with people of your own church or your own denomination. Sure. And so, um, you know, a peacemaker, yeah, their, their value is so, so great. Right. I mean, it really is. Bitch being a good steward. Mm-hmm. Well, Brother Chad, it's been a great discussion. Uh, a great discussion about stewardship and the importance of being a stewardship and a few different areas in life yes, where sir. we can be good stewards. Um, we appreciate you listeners for listening in. Appreciate you liking and subscribing and following the podcast. And until next time, keep it real, make it count, and we'll catch you next week. God bless you. When I win this war, I've got a church and a family and they fighting for